137. We're going to start in verse 1. And if you need a title for the message, the title is Sing the Lord's Song. And if I was in a black church, they would say, Sing the Lord's Song. I haven't seen a black church yet, but if I was in one, Gotcha. Psalm 137, 1. And this psalm houses the, what had happened was that the children of Israel, because of disobedience and sin, God had sent them into captivity. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go back to the book of Jeremiah. I'm going to read one through five. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. When we remembered Zion, upon the willows in the midst of it, we hung our harps. For there our captors demanded of us songs. And our tormentors mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And then the children of Israel said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Go back to the book of Jeremiah 29. And I want you to remember what we just read. Book of Jeremiah 29 houses one of our favorite scriptures. What is it? Jeremiah 29, 11, right? Yeah, boy. And God had actually spoken this to the children of Israel right before they went into captivity. All right. We're going to go to verse 1. Jeremiah 29, it says, Now these are the words of the letter which Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders of the exile, the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Skip down to verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is what God tells them to do when they get into this strange land. He says, I want you to build houses. I want you to live in them. I want you to plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives, become the father of sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons, give your daughters to husbands. In other words, do the things that you would normally do, that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease. Then he says, seek the welfare of the city. Do what? Seek the welfare of the city of this strange land, this Babylon, where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on this behalf. Pray. For in its welfare, you will have welfare. Verse 8. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets who are in your midst and your diviners deceive you and do not listen to the dreams which they dream. See, there were some false prophets that were telling the people that Jeremiah was lying to them that they were going to go into exile for a couple of years. And God had told Jeremiah, no, it's going to be 70 years. 
Don't listen to everything folk tell you. <laughs> that didn't cost you nothing. Then he says, for they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you and bring you back to the place. And this is this verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. But we just read in 137 there, where the people had gone into exile and all of a sudden now their tormentors, their captors are telling them, we want to hear a song. And not just any song. We want to hear a song of Zion. We, we want to hear you sing like you sung in the temple when everything was going good. That's the kind of song that we want you to sing. And the children of Israel began to cry out and they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Have you ever heard, had a speaker or someone to encourage you and they tell you, just praise your way out of it? That's another one. <laughs> and you're there in a strange land. You haven't experienced cancer before. You haven't experienced the death of a child before. You haven't experienced miscarriage before. You haven't experienced divorce before. You're in a strange land and they're saying, just praise your way Have you ever looked across a congregation of people, and I kind of did that today, and some of you I know personally, and I looked across the congregation and I saw people worshiping God. I saw tears coming down, and I'm like, how can you sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Because I know what you're going through. I know that you've been trying for five years to have a child. You keep having miscarriage after miscarriage. I know that they filed for divorce and you didn't want to divorce. I know that your body is being wrecked. You got loved ones that are going through. And yet I see you raising your hand and you are praising God and you're singing the songs of Zion in a strange land. In Psalm 137, one of the verses says that they sat down by the rivers of Babylon and they began to cry out. There's something about deliberate crying. There's something about when you sit in your car at Sonic, like I did. and you deliberately cry. You ever been there? Where it wasn't a surprise that something hit all of a sudden and caused you to respond by crying. 
But when you look around at your circumstances and you see everything that's going on and you go to your room or you lay on the bed or you lay on the floor and you deliberately cry out to God and say, God, what's going on? See, that's what they did. It was a deliberate thing. Although they had heard Jeremiah, they, he sent this letter to tell them what was going to happen and, and what all the things that were going to go on and how they were supposed to respond. Have you ever heard people tell you that you're supposed to respond a certain way, but you just can't get there today? So Jeremiah had told them, listen, when you get there, you're going to be there 70 years. And some writers think that this Psalm 137 was written toward the end of that 70-year period. Have you ever had the devil to be messing with you so that you feel like he's laughing at you? And it's like you think you don't got out of one situation and then you get hit with another situation. And you wonder, where is God? How many of you ever wonder, where is God? I have. Raise your hand. Come on, this is a truth church. And you wonder, where is God? I know the Bible says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. I know the Bible says that he's omnipresent, but where is he today? Let me assure you that the word of God is true. Whether you feel like it, whether it looks like it or not, he is there. But our problem is if we don't see his hand moving, we don't think that he is there. Right? Yeah, that's what the children of Israel. Why, how can we sing God's song when he himself, which was their own fault, by the way. <laughs> well, let me, let me go back to that spirit of truth. <laughs> how many of you, and I'm going to talk low because you know it's a secret, right? How many of you have ever gotten into stuff yourself? You know, you got into it yourself. It was your fault. People had warned you. They had told you not to marry that joker. <laughs> and all the mamas are saying, hallelujah, preach, pastor. but you wanted it your way. And you even fasted about it. That's another one, I fasted. I prayed about it. It's the will of God. And everybody and his brother's telling you, mm, getting some red flags there, you know? I'm not saying that it's not God, but it might not be the timing. Oh yeah, they saying it's not God, okay? 
They just trying to help you. <laughs> and then you go out. I don't know what a word is for women. I know joker for men. Arnie, that's your cue. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But anyway, and it was your fault. That's what happened with the children of Israel. They had gotten into sin. They had disobeyed God. And God sent them into exile. So another part of that, how can I sing the Lord's song in a strange land? It's like, how can I call upon the God that sent us here? Here's the deal about God, and I love that song about, uh, what did I write down? Nisa, I wrote it, some words down, one of the, toward the end. You sang the song, and you were talking about how his love finds us and how there is hope on the inside of us. And I'm like, that's good. Your name is hope inside me. Your love always finds me. Even when I hear this, and this is not a Godism, this is truth. Even when I've messed up myself and I find myself by the rivers of Babylon, and I find myself in a complete mess. I know I can come to a God because there is hope. Although I might be, listen at this one, although I might be a prisoner of war, I also am a prisoner of hope. That was a good clap right there. I might be in this captivity. But I've got hope because if you continue to read on down in Psalm 135, you will begin to see that the children of Israel is talking about the fact that when their captors are destroyed. I might be a prisoner of war today, but I'm also a prisoner of hope. Don't let the devil steal your hope. Because even if you're in it and it's all your fault, there is still hope. There is still a way out because God loves you and his love is always trying to find you. See, that's why we quote Jeremiah 29, 11. God said, listen, you're going to go into captivity, but, everybody say but. You're coming out. That's not my future for you. That's not the end result. So how can you and I sing the Lord's song when we find ourselves in a strange situation? The word Babylon is a meaning. It talks about the fact that it's the world. And I looked at it and I'm like, you know what? That's where we are. The Bible calls us strangers. And every day we watch the news and I was just looking at the news last night about St. Louis and I'm like, 
Help, Lord. We live in Kansas City, Missouri. And as of, unless, well, there was a, a, a homicide last night. And I think right now, as of today, we're probably at 106 homicides. And probably 75% of those are unsolved. We've had kids being killed. Kids sitting on their porch, playing in the yard, drive-by shooting, and they don't care who the bullet hits. And so how can I sing the Lord's song in Kansas City, Missouri? I started asking that this morning. I'm like, let me apply this, Lord. Because it's strange. There are some streets that I don't even... Uh, other night we found ourselves on a particular street and I'm like, Jerry, let's get off this one. <laughs> you know, I believe God and I know he gives his angels charge over me, but you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go down prospect. Or truce. <laughs> How many of you have been to Kansas City? Don't go down prospect or truce. <laughs> Why can I do that? Why can we believe God in Kansas City, Missouri, that God is going to bring revival and that there's going to be a breakthrough? I like that, Pastor. Because not only am I a prisoner of war, but I'm also a prisoner of hope. Why? Because I have relationship with the God of hope. And this is where we are today. I can tell you that you can sing the Lord's song wherever you're at. Because God is for you. And that is not an ism. It's a truth. I can tell you that wherever you're at, God loves you. I can tell you that wherever you're at, the Bible says that weeping might endure for a night. And the thing is, I don't know how long your night season will be. But I can tell you the end of that scripture. And because the beginning is true, I know the end is true. The end says, but joy comes in the morning. Now, I don't know what time of day your morning is going to be. I don't know what year your morning is going to be. But your morning will come because God is faithful, and that is not an ism. And you know people, and you're probably one of them today, that you're singing the Lord's song in a strange land. You know, I walk in the door, and you know when you walk into a place and people tell you how good you look. It's like, hallelujah. 
I pulled it off, right? But I stand today singing the Lord's song in a strange land. Never had shingles before. I heard, I heard you had shingles. And I had some, this is, this is, this is not a God-ism, Devin, but it is a ism. When I told someone I had shingles, they said black folk don't get shingles, only white folk get shingles. Isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever heard of? Like shingles now know my color. I said, well, you know what? I'm this and I got this. Figure it out. And at one point last week, I was wondering, you know, do I need to call Pastor Devin? How many of you have ever experienced shingles or know someone who has gone through that battle? The first word is pain. Second word is pain. And the third word is pain. And I was like, you know, do I need to call him to kind of give him the heads up so he can, you know, move on? <laughs> but when I went to the doctor, they told me that it looked like I had a mild case. And I'm like, well, if this is mild, I don't even want to think about severe, but I receive it in the name of Jesus and so be it. Not only did I have shingles, I had a tooth, I had to get a tooth pulled in that same time frame. I've been going to the chiropractor for the last two months. Didn't know if I was going to be able to walk up the steps. It's like I have a birthday and all hell breaks loose. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I've been going through this strange land, but I haven't lost my song. I've been going through, but God is faithful. And I refuse not to sing the Lord's song. Because I do know, because I've experienced it, that that is my way out. Oh, come on now. That is my way out. The Bible says that rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So no matter where I find myself, I've got to find something on the inside of me that will cause me to begin to sing the Lord's song. If not, I might as well stop, close up shop, and go home. Because the Bible says that in this world, you will. Will. Now, maybe. You will go through some strange lands. But then it tells us to be of good cheer, Leo, because he has overcome the world. 
And when I was preparing this message, I thought about you, Brother Leo. I'm like, I see him and he's pretty reserved in his worship. But it's like, I know you've gone through heart surgery and all that stuff. But I specifically looked back at you and I saw you worshiping God. In a strange land. In a strange land. Hadn't been this way before. Haven't had to have heart surgery before and oxygen and going to the doctor here. And, you know, I've been to the doctor more in the last few weeks than I've been in all my life. But there's a praise that will rise up on the inside of you that will help you get through. Can everybody say, it'll help me? It will help me get through. So you can sing your song. Sing your song. In that strange land, the devil is beating you up one side and upside down the other. And people say, this is another ism. Folks say, well, just shake him off. I did. <laughs> the devil riding your back, just shake him off. I shook and shook and shook. That's probably why I got back problems. <laughs> but there is a praise, a song of Zion, that I call upon the name of the Lord, even if I'm deliberately crying. He'll bring joy in the midst of my sorrow. Closing. One of the hardest times of our lives, me and my husbands, we went through right here. Who's playing, please? Thank you. God bless Nisa. Give her a hand. Just awesomeness. We went through it, and uh, some of you weren't here, but some of you were. At the river slash grace. I went through the death of my mom. Remember that? At the river slash grace. I got a call one day. They told me that my son had been arrested. I remember 
Pastor Jerry and I going to visit him in prison on a Saturday and getting back home on a Saturday evening and at church the next day. And there were Sundays, all I could see was my son in this white suit. I hadn't been there before, Pastor. We came to the river, and some of you have come to hear the great church. Broken. Remember when we came? We had closed the doors on our church in Fort Smith, Beacon of Light, and we came here. And you embraced us. You took us in. We were broken. We were tired. We had toiled a long time. And there was something about praise and worship. It was something about hearing. And let me say this as a side note. Sometimes you might not be able to sing it. But get in the presence of where it's being sung. That's a good place right there. That's a good place. Thank you, Lord. And let it wash you. And let it heal you. And let it give you hope that you can live again, that you can just breathe again. And that there are possibilities, that there is life, that there is a new beginning, that God is not finished, that it's not over. I can be restored. God can still use me. My kids will be saved. Trouble won't last always. Just make yourself and get yourself into a place. This is a word from somebody for someone. If you can't sing it right now, And I get it. There were Sundays we are associate pastors and I'm here and it's like, I can't sing it. I can't fake it. But I stayed in the place where it was being sung. Stay under the anointing that can bring breakthrough for your life. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Thank you.
I want to pray over you today. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. Father, there are people in this house that you sent me to talk to today. They're in a strange land. Some of you are going through some horrible, horrific situations. And I'm standing here talking about shingles and my tooth being pulled and my back hurt. It's like, boom, that's first world stuff. I got third world stuff going on. I get it. But if you can't sing, get where they're singing it. Father, I pray that you are the God of breakthrough. And I touch and agree with them today for breakthrough. That there is a future and that there is a hope in God. And that you are for them and you're not against them. And I agree for breakthrough. Situations to begin to change, begin to turn around. Things begin to shift. And that a glimmer of hope, even today, will appear. And I thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. If you receive it, give God a hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord.